Hey everybody, this is the Multi Geek Show, and this is actually a multicast, but we are going to be calling it a Metallicast. Um, as some of you may or may not know, um, myself um, and my brothers, as well as Alex, my best friend, um, Jason, my other best friend, um, we love Metallica. Um, and so, if you aren't familiar with Metallica and you're thinking, well, I have no interest in this, listen, it's going to be interesting. Um, there are going to be a lot of things that we're going to discuss. Firstly, we're going to talk about a concert that we just went and saw uh, with Metallica. Uh, with me is Alex Darnell. Yo. Uh, Jason McIntosh, as always. Hi. Hey. My youngest brother, Thomas. Yeah. And uh, my brother, Matt. Yeah. So, just quickly, if you don't know who Metallica are or you're like, well, which one is it? Well, they are They're an American heavy metal band. They originated in uh, Los Angeles, California in 1981. Um, they pioneered thrash metal um, along bands like Slayer, Megadeth, and Anthrax, but their groundbreaking album was Master of Puppets, um, and that's pretty much it's considered one of the most influential and heavy thrash metal albums ever. Um, and then you've probably heard tracks off of the Black Album, is what it's colloquially called, but it's actually just self-titled it's Metallica uh, that has songs like Enter Sandman uh, The Unforgiven and Nothing Else Matters but we're going to jump in and we're going to start talking about the concert first so uh, let's start off uh, first I want to go ahead and throw it to Thomas um, we're going to talk about the Metallica concert we just recently saw Metallica in Tampa this was a few days ago this was Thomas's first Metallica concert but moreover this was actually Thomas's first concert he's ever been to. Um, Thomas, how old are you? Uh, Fifteen. Okay. How awesome was this? <laughs> the, the most awesome. And the most uh, awesome. what did you? Okay. First of all, let me ask you: What did you expect when you just the whole thing? When we got there, you know, you kind of saw the seats, you kind of saw the stage. What did you expect to happen? Um. Uh, no, I expect to happen. I expected just, you know, big, you know, just seeing the arena, seeing it, all the speakers, it just looked like such expensive material, all the, it just looked so, like, wow, you know? Yeah, a lot to take in at once. Yeah. Um, now, I'm gonna go over to Matt, because Matt, you were there too, now this was, you said this was your first concert as well you've been to other concerts that were a little smaller but this was your first actually hey i'm going to an arena i'm going to see an arena rock band and this is your first metallica concert what were you expecting i i just expected it to be awesome um i really didn't know what to expect like like you said it was my first real concert i mean went to rock the universe which was it was cool but it wasn't you know it wasn't a real concert to me Right, where you Especially. buy a ticket and there's an opening act. Right, yeah, because well, we were eating while we were listening to P.O.D., so that was like... Yeah. But they they rocked the house, though. They were good, but nothing like Metallica did. I mean, it was insane. It was absolutely insane. Gotcha. Um, now, Alex, you have been to see Metallica before. We've gone before. So what did you expect going into this? This was a different venue. Before we saw them in a field, it was an outdoor show. This one was an indoor show. Were you excited? Well, I mean, tell me. Was it like, oh, okay, this again, this will be all right? What did you think? Yeah, I was more interested to hear the uh, what kind of mix that they would have indoors uh, since we had seen them before, I think, five years earlier 
I don't remember how long. It was quite a quite a while ago, and yeah. it was outdoors, and it sounded just sounds sound sounds that's funny um basically you know sound waves act differently outside than they do when they have uh you know when they're not bouncing off of walls so i was interested to hear how the overall sound would be inside at an enclosed space so that that's more what i was kind of uh kind of looking for and plus you can do a lot more indoors uh with effects and lighting and things like that than you can do outdoors because you're dealing uh, with uh, outdoors, you're dealing with a lot of natural light, so uh, it can definitely affect things. Um, so that's what I was kind of, uh, you know, seeing how the venue translated uh, indoors. Cool. Um, well, what I expected was, um, I didn't know how the vocals were going to be, and even though it sounds silly, like oh, you're going to a Metallica concert, the the, the two things that I was really like, eh. I wasn't sure how it was going to sound where we were sitting, and I also wasn't sure how the vocals were going to be because I just know going on the road, a band that tours so much, they sing their songs. They don't scream them. So I was like, all right, is his voice going to be shot? And then also, how is it going to look and sound from where we are? Um, So having all that, having said all that, having these kind of expectations, being like, "Ah," I was really kind of like, yeah, this is going to be really cool. But... What happened when they started playing? And we'll go in the same order. I just want to know, based on what you expected versus what they delivered, how it started, and everything, what was it uh, that you experienced, Thomas? Um, when they started playing, I think it was just it was just crazy to realize that they were actually down there. You know, Metallica, this great metal band. Um, my favorite band, just that they were down there, and when they started playing, immediately the energy, you know, in the room, it just seemed like it lifted. The whole crowd, you know, there's no... The energy was just so big, like I said, you know. It was awesome. Yeah, I agree 100%. What about you, Matt? Um, the main thing for me was it, it, the anticipation. Like, you know what I mean? Like... Because you listen to the two bands that played before them, Gojira and Lamb of God. They weren't bad, but it's not really my kind of music. I like it when bands sing, you know? So, right. in, in that sense, I was just like, I was so ready for Metallica by the time they finally got there. And they sure took their time coming out. So, and, you know, because I was, I was just, you know, you're waiting for it the whole time. Even when the other bands are there, you're like, all right, well, I just want to kind of get my money's worth here. So... I'm going to sit through this. And it was cool, you know, they're jamming out, and the drummer for Gojira was sick, and it was like, you know. It was awesome. Oh, he was like a, a clock. Yeah, that guy was, he was a machine. Man. It was there's, pretty there's ridiculous. There's no other way to put how he was other than he was a machine. But, um, you know, but like I said, it was just, it was just the anticipation of waiting for them because, like I said, you know, you can just feel, you can feel the tension in the building, you know, everybody's so ready for it, and they're like, you know, and then all the lights are on because the other bands are done playing, and you see them they're breaking down from the other bands and all that kind of stuff, and you know they're you're like, all right, we are almost here. You know, it's so ready. So okay, all right, but what I'm saying is, is when they started playing, what did you feel? And just quickly, all right, so we got the anticipation part, but when they started, when they were down there and the and the lasers were going and stuff started actually happening, what did you feel? Oh, I don't even know. I don't even remember it. It was so awesome. It was uh, surreal. <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, like Thomas said, it was just the fact that they were there. You know, yeah. you realize that they're going to be there, obviously, because they're playing. 
but just the fact that they're there, you know, and you're like, yeah. whoa, you know, it's like the greatest rock band of all time. Whoa, you know, so. whoa, metal. I don't, you can put them in any category. <laughs> all right, all right, no, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> Alex, what did you, when they started playing, when Metallica actually started playing notes, what were you feeling? How did that feel? Uh, it felt good, but I was more visually uh, stimulated than I was audibly. I couldn't really hear his vocals uh, or the lead guitar at first, and I was like, oh, man, I hope they fix this because I'm like a stickler for sound. If it doesn't sound like great, I, I will critique it. And they did, which was good. Obviously, you know, you don't know exactly how everything's going to sound. They're playing different guitars. I understand how, how things work. They have to adjust kind of as they go. Um, so I was like, the visually, I was like, whoa, this is some crazy stuff happening. But I, at first, I couldn't really hear him singing. I, I couldn't hear James Hetfield. Uh, I couldn't hear his vocals. And I couldn't really hear uh, the uh, lead guitar at, at, at all. So... I was kind of like, I hope they correct this. And they did, which is, you know, which was awesome. Um, one real quick side note, what Matt was saying, the anticipation. The, the anticipation was so big that even the sound men were like rock gods because they would, like, p- pick up a guitar <laughs> and start doing a sound check, and everyone would cheer. And you know what was really funny is when people were walking out of the black curtain to come towards the stage, it didn't matter who it was. Everyone <laughs> no. thought it was Metallica. It and there was a drunk guy like in the here. bathroom while I was uh, relieving myself who was really mad about this. <laughs> and I was really mad because there were a lot of drunk people around me and we could all see each other's junk, and that wasn't cool. <laughs> I'll just say this. There were no dividers in the stall, and those stalls were no, closer not even close. than you would stand next to somebody in a bank line. So um, I'm going to go over to Jason and ask, Jason, you've seen Metallica live. Yep. And... It's been now. See, we're still high on the emotion of seeing them, and it's just very fresh and new. Based on what you remember, did you enjoy when you saw them live, and 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 were they what you expected, or was it better or worse than you expected? Yes. <laughs> that was deep, man. You hit Excellent. Me. Well, <laughs> well, I love it. What we're gonna do is. For the rest of this podcast, I actually we're going to uh, sing to Jason. The we've, all we've arranged covers. we've arranged all of their new album, Death Magnet. Uh, I don't I don't want to get listeners excited over something that's not really going to happen in barbershop quartet style. Okay. <laughs> that was just your life. Like a siren in your head. Metallica's latest album was very anticipated. Uh, it's called Death Magnetic, and um, it is actually an album that. Is it's been about a year since it's been out. So for the rest of this podcast, what we're going to do is, I've come up with topics, um, and am just trying to fit it into kind of the theme. You know, this is like the cast magnetic, if you will, the the podcast. This is the Metallic cast. So um, we're going to start, and I'm going to ask questions to the guys, and I'm going to do it in the form of the track names, and you'll see what I mean. Like I, I picked topics that pertain to uh, something that would point to the track name. So um, the first one is that was just your life. So the question for this one is, and I'm going to point this at Jason first. How were you introduced to Metallica, and did you like them when you first heard them? Yes. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. No. Um, well, my dad listened to them. He had a couple of their albums. Well, I think he only had the Black album, actually. And so I, I've heard that through him listening to it. And then I, I heard um, their their older stuff on the radio 
and I just thought it was really cool and so I'd, once I got old enough to buy my own albums and everything I started picking up theirs and listening to them and I uh, just liked them a lot and I know you went through a phase <laughs> now, this is where I met Jason I remember yeah. this phase this is where I met Jason Jason went through a phase where that is all he would listen to yeah 24 hours a day if he was awake wow. during any hour no listen to me if you were awake <laughs> no listen to me if you were awake there was Metallica on the radio uh-huh. And you would play it loud in your Mitsubishi. What was that? A Gallant Mirage. Mitsubishi Mirage. Yep. Man, it wasn't am... even there, man. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a real car. It, only in certain times of day would you see it. It was real hazy. <laughs> but I remember that we actually became friends. I think we became friends through Metallica. We found out that we both had an interest in Metallica, and that's how we started talking in the Albertsons break room. Yeah. Um, and we actually went to M2K, the Metallica 2000 concert. Mm-hmm. Together, we were like, "Hey, you want to go? All right, cool." And we got tickets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, now I'm going to go over to Thomas. Thomas, how did you find out about Metallica? And in your life, did you like them when you first heard them? Did you have to grow into it? Uh, you know, any, any memories related to that? Um, uh, I remember pretty vividly the first time I actually per se liked Metallica was when you had. I think you had re- pulled a gun on you. I remember this. <laughs> oh, yep. I'm going to learn you good, boy. Um, it was actually the day, I think this was in like around 2003, I think, when you had recorded something off of the radio that was Sane Anger. Yeah. Do you remember that? I remember sitting um, at home all day because they said and, they were going to play Sane Anger on the radio. Yes. And they were like, I was waiting. I sat in front of our stereo with a <laughs> tape in the tape deck. Trying to record it. <laughs> Do you remember when we tape had that? Decks. Was back when we had regular standard tape TV. And yeah, we um, didn't for have... some reason out of the clear blue sky. We had staticky MTV two. <laughs> oh, <laughs> every hour on the hour they were playing. Was it was it frantic? I no, think, it was Saint Anger. It, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, it was Saint Anger. It was the the video that they recorded in the jail. Well, you know, when they went and they played. I do yes. remember that. And I remember we were yes. all sitting there, and it wouldn't work, and Tim was getting so <laughs> Oh, mad. man. Oh, that was it. He was slamming oh, the I'll tell you a story. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I'll tell you a story. But, Thomas, so what happened? So you heard me recording a tape of it. Right, and I remember you brought it in the room, and it was me, you, Matt, our other brother, James, and Mom was in there. and uh, Family gathering. Like I said, I remember vividly you put it in, and I remember actually liking it just because you guys liked it at the time. And I was very, you know, trying. I'm a, I'm a good big brother. I'm a good role model. <laughs> I remember I was trying to get attention. I remember holding one drumstick and banging on the chair and acting like I was playing. Oh, retarded. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I saw that one coming. Um, but I remember that. And uh, that was when you were playing St. Anger. And it wasn't good quality. Yeah, I remember it was uh, definitely was recorded on a quality. tape. You were like nine years old. Yeah, I was young. And, and that uh, song, I mean, obviously that album didn't have very good production quality in the first mm-hmm. place. So then and from the radio, on yeah, deck. on a tape, played through a tiny mm-hmm. tape deck. And I mean, as a side note, St. Anger is like my my least favorite album. But like I said, at the time I liked it because you guys liked it, you know. I yeah, and it was new Metallica, so I was right. definitely yeah. in love with it. It didn't well, matter. Still to this day, mainly the only reason we liked that was because it had been so long since they put yeah. out a CD. And it was just the, we were just waiting so long. And it's like, oh, dude, it's coming. And we, I remember we didn't listen to any of it. You know, we wanted to go into it with straight virgin ears and be like, bless us with your music. We did. We listened to it with gods. Jason at Jason's house. We had a listening party. That I was do remember oh, that. Man. in this very room. It was it was one of the strangest listening parties ever because it was so <laughs> different. The music was so different. Well, yeah. Matt, what about you? What's the first Metallica uh, memory you have? The first I remember 
I was like, I couldn't even tell you how old. It was so long ago. But um, it was back when stereo still had tape players on them. I remember that. So oh, that yeah. was that was a while ago. Well, I think it was like, what, so, uh, 2008? But I remember... Um, you were. <laughs> I just remember how much you liked Metallica, and I was like, "All right, Loved. I'm going to see what this is all about." Loved. Shut up. So I'm gonna, <laughs> so I was like, "All right, I'm going to see what this this is all about." So I put in the CD that had two by four on it, and I'm like, "Okay, let's check." That's it out. load. Blah, 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 blah. And then uh, I play it, and I'm like, I listen to it, and I was like, "I don't, I don't really like this." And then after that, that wouldn't be the first CD I would that, play somebody. Him. Hold on, hold on. That wouldn't be the first CD I would play no, somebody. I understand that, but if the, I was I just trying to get them to like Metallica, I knew how to read, so I was like, okay, <laughs> I was like, this is Metallica, and the first name of the the first song is Two by Four. I was like, okie dokie, and I put it in there, and I was like, eh, you know, I was like, it was it was okay, but I just distinctly remember not liking it. But the first, like many Metallica fans, <laughs> but the but the first. But the first time I remember really, really, really liking Metallica is uh, I was riding with Uncle Bobo on a on a on a video run to the video store, and uh, on I think it was one oh one one they played um, "Sad but True," and when I heard yeah. that, it was on from then on, man. I was like. I was like, what is this? I was like, who is this band? <laughs> what? Like, what is going on in my ears right now? And that, I turned it up and I... That's what Sad But True and does. I, and I listened to it <laughs> and and it ever since then, the love has never, never diminished. Excellent. What about you, Alex? What's your? Do you remember when you first heard Metallica? Or not even just heard it, maybe you heard it and didn't recognize it, but do you remember when you were like, man, this is a band I like? I'm or, noticing a theme here. They seem to be all <laughs> channeled through you. And I do remember you walking into the room one fateful day and saying, here, I want you to worship this band with me. <laughs> with me. <laughs> with and I wasn't me. comfortable with it, but then you here, showed me. Just put on these socks and this That movie. I had to do it. It was the only way to save my dad. <laughs> I didn't get it at the time, but it all makes sense now. <laughs> I understand now. Oh, and then you yeah. just hear the lost... No, I just <laughs> That's where the cliffhanger happens. Oh no, what happened to his dad? Um That's why I jump in uh Jason's Mirage and we uh ride off into the sunset like the with your tape smoke. deck. <laughs> with my Saint Anger tape deck. Exactly. And my brother's poor choice of a first Metallica song. <laughs> um, so are you telling me that I influenced you to listen to them? Uh, I would imagine so. You influenced a lot of things back in the uh, mid '90s. Uh, Tim is actually the main reason that Metallica is so popular right now. <laughs> he is actually every Metallica <laughs> fan can be traced back to Tim. He, he is, showed he... them the tape deck. <laughs> it's it's crazy. I'm also responsible for the backward hat. If you look at old, <laughs> listen, and you... Dwayne Wayne's flip down glasses. <laughs> if you look at. Did you say Dwayne Wayne? <laughs> <laughs> He's making people up. Actually, it's probably no, a guy dude, he went no. to high school with. I thought you no, meant Dwayne dude. Wade, like of the Heat. I'm no, sorry I mean, I know like, you're talking about a, a different, different world. world. Yes. Or, or one just, of the Wayne's listen. brothers, missing brothers. That's no. not famous. I was just making. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at old Metallica photos, Tim is the exact same age in those photos <laughs> as he is now. He's a Metallica vampire. And, anyways, um, I don't remember exactly when I started. Uh, liking them, but I do remember thinking they were one of the only bands that I'd heard where I'd liked uh, whole albums and not just a few songs that mm -hmm. I heard. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I've listened to an album and been like, wow, mostly every song on this album is, is really good. Uh, instead of just saying, oh, this song is good and the rest of them are just absolute garbage. So um, I do remember, I don't remember the exact time it was, but probably sometime in the mid to late 90s where I actually started uh, listening to them. And then when they did the project with the uh, San Francisco Philharmonic, I was really impressed with that because it was one of the best live sounds I'd ever heard. Yeah. Um, and everything was very arranged, and I, I really I dug that. So um, don't remember the exact time, but it was, uh, you know, at some point in the 90s. That's cool. Well, quickly, yes, it is. with me... Yeah, well, this brings us to the most important part. Since you are the root of all Metallica, where did you hear of them? Did James Hetfield yeah. speak to you in a dream? <laughs> was Didn't he like, Tim, spread the word of like our the music? the Sandman video, that was Tim. <laughs> well, I actually have never really heard any of their music. I just what? really, they look neat. I just really, I, you know, I bought all the albums, but I never opened them. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Still got them all. That's a first um, No, I just quickly, what happened with me was I remember distinctly that I was in ninth grade um, and I had always heard about Metallica, but honestly, <laughs> this is hilarious. My mom, <laughs> she meant well, but she would always tell me that that kind of music was quote unquote evil. So I was always afraid to listen to it. Okay, so a long time. Actually, I'll go back even further. I was probably twelve or thirteen year old, and uh, I'm driving in the car, and I have headphones like a Walkman, <laughs> and those headphones that are like you know the ones where they practically like come off of your ears on purpose. They cut into you. They're made out of hard plastic, covered with this the thinnest sheet of styrofoam that they could possibly put, and so they're digging into my ear sideways, and I'm not playing it too loud because I don't want the music to be loud enough to where mom can hear, and we're driving to church or wherever we're going. <laughs> and good. it was like a Wednesday night, you know, midweek church, and I'm sitting here, and I'm listening to the radio, and I just remember it was the end of a song, and the, the drums were thunderous. The guitar was crunching. I was like, what is this? What is this? And I remember at the end of the song, Enter Sandman, he usually says, exit light, enter night, take my hand, we're off to Never Neverland. Oh, no. But the end of the song, because it's about dreams and things like that in Sandman, he says, grain of sand. Don't forget to sleep with one iota. Oh, wait. Mm. I'm getting there. You are totally killing my punchline. Thank you. All right. I'm getting there. You took too long, Tim. Sorry. I'm Listen. Yeah. All right. All we're of you. all waiting for it. We slow all down. Know. Well, you, this is even better. That's the secondary one. The one that's the best is that I thought he said crate of sin. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And I, I seriously, I was like, my life is complete, dude. I went, oh, my mom was right. <laughs> so for oh, a long time, I always thought he said he says sleep with one eye open. I thought he said sleep with one iota, and then he says creative sin. <laughs> I thought he said sleep with Ray Liotta. That's... I thought it was like a sleep like with a Ray Liotta. Sleep you know, with Ray Liotta. It was like a stuffed Yoda doll, but the eye fell off, so it's a one-eyed Yoda. <laughs> Sleep with one iota. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh. I just, I want an artist's rendition of Popeye Yoda now. <laughs> what? So anyway. No, you don't. Later on, oh, later Wait, in life, I thought that this music was bad. I thought it was bad for me because I was just indoctrinated. It's the truth. Maybe a few years later, though, there was a friend I had in high school. He was actually an acquaintance and probably a bad influence, but 
I heard his name? his name was Frank. His name was Satan. <laughs> uh, Satan Jr. I hang out with people my age. That was my mom's rule. <laughs> Satan Jr. shot me in the eye and the cheek with a BB gun. <laughs> okay. Oh, That's good. Well, wow. That's a true story this friend Frank, and I really didn't hang out with him much, but when we were uh, like driving around in his car... He was playing this song, and I was like, whoa, this is awesome. What is this? And he says, oh, it's Metallica. And I was like, oh, okay. And I kind of listened to it, and I'll tell you what. I didn't know what song it was, but this back to the ninth grade thing. I was walking around, and I would just, it would be stuck in my head, and it was the main riff, the chorus to Master of Puppets. Nice. And ah. I was just going in my head. I would just walk around. I didn't even know the words. I just remember this was stuck in my head. I would go, and that's all I knew. So finally, I was like, hey man, you gotta let me borrow those CDs. He let me borrow the Black Album first. And I sat in the living room, the same stereo I recorded some kind of monster on, or St. Anger on when that came out. I sat there and I listened to that CD, and I had to play it just low enough so Mom couldn't hear. Right? So then I listened to that like a bunch of times and then slowly moved on to the other albums and the rest was history mm, he gave it to you in a crate of sin <laughs> with one Crane iota with one iota sin. <laughs> one iota and ray liota yo mama's right about me tim <laughs> what, does say? what does he say gravy bin i don't i don't even know all right this next one is the end of the line Track two on the album, and uh, the question is, how old is too old, and have Metallica reached the end of the line? Um, what do you think, Alex? Um, 46. No, I, I don't know. 46 what? <laughs> it depends on the style of music you're playing, because if you're playing really fast metal, I can't imagine touring all that time will last you long into your 50s. You're going to really start to break down, I think. If you're like the Rolling Stones and you're playing pretty basic rock riffs, you can go until you're 106. Like which they, they have are. proved, yes. But if you're doing, I would say especially with the drums, if you're exerting yourself that much every night, I, I just don't see it going far past into your 50s. That's just my opinion. I don't know. What do you think, Jason? Plus, it starts to look weird after a while too. <laughs> I think that if they if they can do it, then why not? I don't think age matters as long as they can still physically do it, and right. And as long as they're coming out with material that is still, you know, good to listen to, then it's fine. Yeah, doesn't matter how old they are. I retract my answer and take his. <laughs> well done, <laughs> well played. Um, what about you, Thomas? Um, once Lars's hairline recedes any farther, <laughs> um. <laughs> It's about at the middle of his head now. I saw it. I saw it live. I saw it live. Um, I think, um, you know, like Alex said, you know, and and also Jason, um, as long as you can do it, it's fine. You know, I think as long as you can do it and still do it well, then it's fine. But, um, you know, like, you know, if you're getting really old, like Alex said, if you're going late in your 50s, I think, you know, it's just going to be hard to exert yourself like that. But now being Metallica, I think they might push themselves 
because, you know, they are such a legend that, you know, you can't just be like, all right, well, guys, this is the stopping point. I don't think for them, I think really they're just like, well, when it comes, it comes. And Yeah, you know, you're not trained playing drops at Jupiter and then disappearing for the yeah, rest of your life. You're not a one-hit wonder whatsoever. It's yeah. not very so. metal to throw out your back. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like the most rock and roll thing That's you can so do. Metal, Keith Richards, <laughs> talking about that, Keith Richards is an ant from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> he so, is. He has an ant wife. You know, that's what I think, you know. The ant wives. Uh, Matt, tell me something. Tell me something that <laughs> I haven't heard. Speak to me. Because, no, I mean, okay, I'm getting the general idea here, and I like the idea that, you know, what Jason and Alex were saying, as long as you're not too old. And then Thomas was saying, well... You know, something, again, similar. It's a good answer, but do you have a different answer? I'm totally putting you on the spot, or do well, you agree? To me, if they can keep making music, because that's what's the most important to me is the new material, you know, because all the other stuff they have is already set in stone. They are already, you know, they've already solidified themselves to me. So if they can keep making awesome music, that's when I can be like, all right, well, then, you know, it's like if you make a new CD, it's like, all right, well, you guys have granted yourselves a few more years of touring you know what i mean yeah because they can go it's obvious that they can go anywhere and tour and make millions of bajillions of dollars and then make a ship out of it and then fly away because <laughs> that's just how much money they have the metal it's money just, ship yeah it's ridiculous because you know and then if you go over to europe which is where they usually tour because it's been forever since they've been here in the states in general that you know and then they're making double the money over there because the dollars in the yeah tank. because the you know because <laughs> the dollar is tanking, so um, <laughs> but yeah but basically I mean as long as they can keep putting out new material to me and it doesn't sound like Saint Anger ever again, um, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, well and I guess that you know even though I was asking for something that I won't give, which is a different kind of answer, I was just going to say that here's the way I want to put it: I was watching them, and I, I it never crossed my mind that they were old. Yeah. I, I never thought to myself, man, these guys are getting old. I just didn't even they – had, they had captured me completely from the first note. I was like, well, they totally sucked me in. And the band that opened the very beginning of the show was Gojira, and I think those guys were in their 20s. And Metallica had the same energy level, if you ask me. They actually carried themselves better because Gojira was, like, whipping around and stuff like that. But it just – it was a little much in the, in the way that it seemed forced – Whereas Metallica, when they moved, it seemed like it was because their own music was moving them. Yeah. Right. Yeah, um, it was more natural. And just for the listeners, just so you know, there are four members of Metallica. You have James Hetfield, and he is actually 46 years old. You have uh, Kirk Hammett, who is the lead guitarist, and he is 46 years old. Then you have Lars Ulrich, or Ulrich, who is uh, he's 45 years old, and he's the drummer. Uh, and then you have the bass player, Rob Trujillo, and he is 44, the youngest. I think the one that it's hardest on is Lars, because he plays thunderous metal drums all oh, night long, two hours force. long, and it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, so, but there's nothing he loves more than that, though. Yeah, I, don't, I agree. Know, I just don't see him stopping that anytime soon, because you could just see on his face from even oh, how dude. far we were away how much fun he was having with it. It's and his. that's And honestly, that's what really matters, is as long as they can keep doing it, while they're still having fun and it doesn't seem too taxing on their bodies, then more power to them. Because I don't even care if anybody else doesn't go see them. I'll be the only one at the the social. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, and year old autographs. And so, well, we'll just close out that question by saying, you know, that 
I, I think that we all agree that they are still doing it well. Um, I'm going to call it and say I think they're going to come out with another album and then it's going to do well. This could be in five to ten years. They're going to come out with another album. Then they're going to say, all right, we're going to come out with one last album. And I, I think they're going to do that one and then another one. I think we're going to see three more albums from Metallica and that's it. Good Lord. But I'm not saying they're all going to be good. I'm just saying I think they're going to do another one and be like, yeah, and they're going to love it. And they're going to... 60? Three it takes more? A, a good five I, years well, to make one. Well, I would say that that has been the system in the past, but I think that they have a solid band unit now with their bass player now. I think that their writing yeah. process is streamlined. I think that they're going to kick out music faster that's higher quality. Um, I'm just saying. I think that they yeah. are going to come out with another one and then say, okay, we're going to do one more. as our last album, last album, and they're going to do it, but then a couple of years are going to pass, and they have they just have the bug. They're going to be writing riffs. They're going to be doing stuff. Like, we have nothing to do. Well, <laughs> we're yeah. sitting on billions of dollars, and we're bored. They're like they're launching money into space in rockets <laughs> made out of, like, ruby NASA logos. Metallica is going to bail out the United States. <laughs> uh, they could come close. All right, well, yeah, they could. Okay. Next song, Broken Beat and Scarred. Breaking your life, broken beat and scarred. But we die hard. This probably be short answers. Um, this is the question. The Metallica song that you love to work out to. What's your favorite song that you love to work out to? And if you don't work out, what would be the Metallica song that you would play if you were falling asleep at the wheel and you needed to stay awake? And I want Matt to answer this question for me. Seek and Destroy. Seek and Destroy from the album Kill Em All. It's an oldie but a goodie. Uh, it's, 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 it's a long one. It definitely has a good riff to it, and it is it can pump you up. And it's also my favorite. It is his favorite, and they closed the show with that Yes, they did. Um, yes, they I've heard did. rumors that, uh, that fighter pilots actually play that song uh, to pump themselves up when they go out on missions and things like that. So, um, Jason, what about you? What would you say if you had to stay up all night or if you were working out or something that you needed to get through and you needed that adrenaline rush, what would this, What would the Metallica song be? Now, I'm going to cheat, so feel free to think creatively. If it's more than one song, if it's yeah, stuff like that. I know that's exactly what he's going to do. Hey, slow down. <laughs> uh, they, well, they have so many, and I, I love them all, but I'd say maybe like Whiplash or Battery. Oh, Battery. Watch that's out. so good. Whiplash is also from Kill 'Em All. Battery is from that album I was talking about at the beginning of the show, uh, Master of Puppets, the one that's very iconic. Um, Alex, hit me. I think ours is the same, so I don't want to steal your thunder. Don't. There's no such thing as thunder. Okay. Uh, sad but true. <laughs> that is from the Black Album. That's a good song to work out to. It is a very good song. Even if you can't lift that much, you it makes you feel like you're lifting a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I sad me. but true that you're weak. <laughs> You're still 15. All right, stronger than you'll ever be. Um, oh, wow! Wow, and and really humble at such a young age. <laughs> what about you, Thomas? Um, I I would say one, but I mean the whole beginning of the song isn't that you know adrenaline rush, but but the end of it, yes. Um, so do you do like I do, where you like stand around, like gripping the weights for a little while, waiting for the good part? Don't looking, lie. Looking in the oh, mirror because you no. know it's true. I um, do that sometimes when I know a really good part's coming up. No, not exactly. I mean, I'll, sometimes <laughs> maybe like I'll just if, 
<laughs> it's like walking huffing in place with the weight. Paint. I'm huffing paint. Okay, good. Um, yeah. If I'm doing, say, things in sets, I'll just listen to that song while I'm, you know, doing the lighter sets, maybe, and then once I get to the heavier sets, you know, then that's it. It's time for those double foot power to... So me... one? Yours would be yeah, one? probably. Yeah. All right. I would say, and okay, everyone called it and said, oh, he's going to say a whole album. Mama said. <laughs> 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 Tuesday's gone. <laughs> oh, man. By the way, those are both two songs that are not heavy, if you've never heard those songs, but... Um, they're actually almost fully country okay. style ballads. What album do you I work wanna, out I to? Death, I work um, out to Death Magnetic, their new album, and I start it from the beginning and I listen to it straight through. And when it ends, I start it from the beginning and I listen to it straight through every note and every song. And it's kind of like it just pumps me up. But um, if I had to pick one song that so that's the, what I do. That's what I do now. I listen to Death Magnetic, and it is glorious. However, if I had to pick one song. That was just furious. I would pick Battery. Second, if I had to, and they were like, well, Jason already picked Battery, I would pick Blackened mm. off of Injustice for All. And then you Since you got to pick two, I'm going with my second answer, Harvester of Sorrow. Okay. And honestly, I, I, I cheated a lot because I picked an album and then two songs, but I picked the what second about song Harvester because Jason. Oh, man. Blackened in the air. Corn. Nah. Sounds good. Now that me. you guys all have a second one, my second one would be the Four Horsemen. Even though it's not, some people wouldn't consider it so adrenaline rush. I just like working out to that song. That's also from Kill 'Em All. Mm. All right. Well, does anybody else want to throw in a second one since I'm cheating? Go, Jason. Now you're the only one who didn't. Anything? Anybody? Come on. I gave two, didn't I? Did you? Oh yeah. You oh, did. he did give two. Wait a second. No one called on him to be cheating. <laughs> the battery would be up there, but like. <laughs> I would, well, I'm going to give two more. I would say All Nightmare Long ah. and Dyer's Ooh. Eve. Oh, oh Dyer's oh, Eve man. with a stinger. Hey. This zing. one, I would necess- say Christmas Eve. <laughs> 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 dear mother, dear Santa. All right. Stop it. All right. Also, All right, well, we're going to move on. But before that, I would say that um, this one's not really safe for the kids' ears, but Merciful Fate. Hallelujah. That song is long uh, and heavy. That song is I was long and heavy. I with that song. I know. So long. I heard it probably a hundred times every time. <laughs> we almost and were not friends. Song. To the people who yeah. don't know, it's 11 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a medley. But anyway. That's um, not a Metallica song. You it's a cover. Yeah, yeah. It's a cover. It's a cover of a band called Merciful Fate. But yeah. that would count. Their version would count yeah, if, well, if yeah. you wanted to. So doesn't count. On to the next question, which is the next song, and that is The Day That Never Comes. And the thing is, Jason, is that Metallica only comes to Florida once every great... Great while. <laughs> once, great while. Great while. once in a great while. Hallelujah. <laughs> Wequiem for a dream. Oh, my Lord. You're it does seem like... talking into a sock. Listen, it's like the day that never comes because I sit and wait, and it's going to be about five years before they come back. And I want to know, Jason, why you didn't go to this show. <clears throat> why did you choose not to go this time? Well, um, once I discovered my love of Tiny Tim... 
nothing else could compare. <laughs> Are you referring to Tim? You, you wait. No, you no, mean, Tiny oh. Tim, the musical artist with a ukulele. He plays a ukulele. Yeah. He kind of looks like he would be Tim he... Burton's brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> he does. He. That is true. That's a good point. He's just hardcore, man. He is. He's got that. He's got that gross. distortion on the ukulele. Yeah. Tiptoe by the tulips, <laughs> by the window. <laughs> Harvester of sorrow. I've got a rare disease that makes my heart grow too big. <laughs> oh, no. That wasn't funny, guys. Is that really that how he hilarious. died? I think it was. Oh, I'm pretty sure. No. I, I told you he said. Oh, how sorry. ironic to have the heart so big you die. Oh, he had so much love it it's killed because him. Because he right. cared too uh, much. On to the answer. So Tiny Tim and the Grinch uh, had the same uh, disease. Actually, <laughs> he did. His heart grew three hmm. sizes that day. <laughs> oh, and Cindy Lou who buried him in a shallow Christmas grave. <laughs> oh, oh man, Doctor Seuss wrote a rhyme about that. He got real grumpy again when he found out he was going to die from. You that. know, Doctor Seuss was a communist. Oh man, I'm not joking. He was. Why? Wow. Can we get back stories. to the right, topic? Sorry, it's called Jason's answer. Go, Jason. Okay, so you didn't go to Metallica because Doctor Seuss was a communist. I think that's, that's the overall and ti- answer. Tiny Tim and Dr. Seuss. Tiny Tim stole Christmas from the Who's. <laughs> don't, don't get us started again, Alex. So All what, right. why didn't you go? What, you don't accept that answer? I don't. That, I don't you know. Did, uh, that uh, is, yeah, that's, that's, that's a joke. Um, is it? You couldn't. <laughs> well, so far, is this it? is what I've gathered, that you couldn't go because you've discovered another artist who plays a distorted ukulele named Tiny Tim who died from a heart disease because it was too large. Is was you correct. too sad that to attend? Or? Yep. No, I, I don't really like going to concerts anymore. I don't like the crowds. I don't like the drive. I don't like the bathrooms. <laughs> Oh, like oh, we were dude, talking about. I don't like spending line. the money on it. These were absolutely dreadful too. The bank yeah, line mirror shots. Uh, you guys had seats, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. We'll see. And no, we sat the I whole time know. mostly. We stood up for good parts, but right. A lot I don't of people like sat. being in the crowd, having to stand mm. the whole time. I agree. My back starts to hurt, and then I don't know. I just uh, it's yeah, just I not. Get you. I don't feel like concerts are really a great experience for me anymore. Right. I think you would have enjoyed this one particularly, except for the one that, like we were talking about, like mm-hmm. that, there was one urinal that wouldn't flush. It was like a punch bowl of urine. It was so <laughs> awful. <laughs> punch bowl. That's horrific. But, well, I, and that's, I, I can understand that. It's So it, it's, I, I do like seeing them live, but the experience overall is not a good one. I, I see. All right. I, I think you would have had a and good And I have seen them time. live a couple times already, so I kind of feel like... You've I don't done really that. need to do that anymore. Gotcha. All right. Well, that's cool. Well, the. Uh, I mean, the second time we saw them, we were close. Yeah, we were very we close. We were like right up to the stage. Yeah, so, we were. We I were mean, maybe seeing them right there, twenty-five, thirty feet away. Yeah, tops. That was good. That was yeah. a good show. That was really good. But see, that show we were standing the whole time, and that was hours. And How many when hours it started? Was that? We well, don't forget, we saw multiple bands. It. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing too. Ugh. We saw multiple bands for hours. We were there for five six hours waiting for them and I stood to the start whole time yeah this show was, was different rough. in the in the way that um, yeah, i sat down most of the show didn't just listen to it yeah so did See, I so like did i better. so did my brothers and you know because i'm with you on that concert going experience it's not fun when people are like smashing around yeah and like idiots and we yeah. saw them down there in the mosh pit and everything like uh-huh. that but it sounded just as good up there mm-hmm. and we could see more of the stage show and more of the pyrotechnic and right. um 
they actually had a sound system designed for an arena. Like, they have speakers now that go up on higher levels, and they have the subwoofers in the middle. I mean, they really have designed it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we got there at about 6.30. The concert started at 7. So we went in there. It started we, early. Yeah. They started at, they like, 6.58. We just took... I took toilet paper from the bathroom, handed it out, and all of us put it in our ears for the opening acts. Uh-oh. And we sat there, and just... we Was you could still hear toilet it. paper? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> right, I'm down. Carry on. Oh, it just works better to dampen sound. Yeah, it's so, thicker. It does. Um, what I was around. happy about cool. was that they started early, and then the two acts that were playing, I was like, all right, cool. I didn't really care for them that much. I just pulled the cotton out of my ears, and the band played, and I was sitting comfortably in my seat. There was no hustling and bustling. There was no elbows mm-hmm. in my face. Yeah. Right. And since we got there so early, there weren't, you know, most people showed up at 9 when Metallica was scheduled yeah. to play. So there wasn't so much traffic. There wasn't stuff. really anybody in the stands, you mm-hmm. know, and then... You know, it would get dark between, you know, when the bands were playing and then when the lights would come back on, you'd see there were slowly more and more people. But as far as it goes as, you know, getting in didn't take long, finding our seats didn't take long, and the only thing it took long was waiting for the band because it was two hours until they played. And it was actually a shorter wait than when we saw them at Summer Sanitarium because that took, it was like an hour and 15 hours. It was yeah, a long other, time before. There were so many other bands with them that year, though, right? No, I know, but I'm saying when you guys were like, man, it's taking forever, I was like, this is nothing, man. They, yeah. they went pretty quickly compared to what we had to wait. Yeah. So, um, no, it's a good answer, and I can see how you would make that decision based on your first concert experience with them and our you know our second one mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So, um, All right, on to the next question, which is all nightmare long. Because we hunt you down with Um, pretty much this one, it's a nightmare to me, is right now, I would say that we're suffering through a wave of bands that are, they're being called the new wave of American heavy metal. These are bands like Lamb of God. The thing that I miss are riffs and singers, and uh, it's just, it's a thunderous drums with like super down-tuned guitars and screaming and I really can't tell them apart and I, it probably makes me sound old but I'm telling you that when Metallica got up and started playing the room changed and so my question is how long is this nightmare gonna last are we gonna see the end of this anytime soon or is this the new face of heavy metal is there gonna be a resurrection of this thrash that's like back to cleaner riff centric songs that are you know that you can pull out parts that are you can almost sing versus these just nasty maligned deep down-tuned chords over screaming that you could just play the album in any order and you couldn't tell the songs apart so um someone anyone answer me it, it might last i mean unfortunately to me because the worst part to me is the vocals because it's if you can understand what they're saying, I don't have a problem with it. If you can make out the words that are coming out of their mouth, it's like, oh, okay, you know, because that's why you write the lyrics to a song. It's so you can, you know, you either it's something that was, you know, in you that that's like an emotional thing or, you know, or, you know, something that means something to you, you know, because a lot of songs have meaning. But, you know, it just, it doesn't seem like those songs have a meaning or feeling anymore. It seems like that's kind of what's missing. And I think some bands might do it because, you know, that's what people like now. And I think they like it because it's different, which is not a good reason to me. Yeah. Anybody else have an idea on this? Mm, um, I don't know. Uh, I think 
I, I don't like it either. I don't like that there's this new wave and a lot of people are kind of... I, I feel like it's more... Like like Matt said, it's just different. I think it's more... It seems like more of a trend than anything. Like, yeah. people are just liking it. They're like, oh, yeah, that's... Oh, that's Tell cool. me that story. Tell me the story about how you told all your friends at school that you're going to a Metallica concert. Oh. What did they say? Um, I actually, I would, every any time I told a friend that I went and saw Metallica, I'd be like, "Hey, man, yeah, I went and saw Metallica on Saturday." I'd be like, "Oh, that's cool." You know, I didn't seem too excited about that. And then every it seemed like every single person asked me, "Oh, who opened for them?" I'd be like, "Oh, uh, Gojira and Lamb of God." And every single person would be like, "Oh, Lamb of God, they're awesome." And it's just so surprising to me. It's like, what about Metallica? Like, I went to see them, main event, not Lamb of God. To know? me, the worst part about Lamb of God was there was a an extreme, actually for both of the bands, there was an extreme lack of solos. Ooh, oh, dude. That is the one thing that, that is... I noticed. And like you said, it's just repetitive pounding the same yeah. open notes in your head and, you know, and pauses and then, you know. Well, and it's not just... like he's changing up vocal melodies to trick no. it up. Right. There's no, not really, no. not like it's like tell. one note. One type of scream, and you just insert it different places, and he could be singing anything. He could have memorized a phone book. Yeah. I won't know, even live, even if there are lyrics on the album, I won't know live because it does not sound the same. Right. So. I think it creates a atmosphere that is popular, but I don't... This, what the music is lacking nowadays... I sound like an elderly man saying that. No, it is. No, and that's. I think but that's. No, but you just had a fifteen-year-old agree with you, though. There, what I'm saying is, there's no character in the songs, so they write the, they write music that creates a, a that generates a an atmosphere of, uh, you know, maybe something. It sounds heavy. Like I, I I know a friend at work, and he's like, "Oh, this song's really heavy. You, you might not like the the vocals too much." He's always telling me, "Oh, you probably won't like the vocals too much." And, because um, they scream a lot, but it's like it's real heavy, and that's what he considers heavy nowadays. But to me, I'll hear a song. I I just have a different definition of heavy that's good and not right. So the songs seem to lack character. They don't have any definition to them. They're not. Um, they don't stand out. If you put them next to, I couldn't tell you one song that stood out to what they. I couldn't tell when they switch songs. Yeah, they yeah, do like a transition piece, and they go into another song. I couldn't tell when they were yeah. switching to another song. There was times where they paused in the song, like just a long pause to hear the you know the crowd, like yeah, and then kick back in, and then they kick back in, and I thought it was a new song, and then in like thirty seconds that song was over, and then they'd start another one that sounded the, the exact same, and I don't know. I think it's just a lack. The, the reason we don't like them is there's no character, there's nothing that they don't comprise what uh, we would consider a great album anymore. They're just they're drones, basically, in a in a giant thrash metal. It's just the genre seems more popular than the actual music does to me. That's a good yeah. point. I like that. Yeah. I like saying it that way. Uh, Jason. And, uh, well, another thing is, it, it, I guess, I mean, since we do listen to Metallica and it's most of our favorite bands, um, it's... They were around in the 80s, you know? So, I mean, we, we might just kind of be old-fashioned. No, know what nope, I mean? uh-uh. You know why? It's still good music. And, and I'm not trying no, to throw I mean, you down No, I mean, I know it's still good music, but I, that's what I'm saying. But it's, you know, it was made so long ago that it has changed a little bit. No, I agree, but I would still say that Death Magnetic has songs that are better than any of what we heard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because of what Alex was saying. It that's has character. Today. It has well, yeah, its own identity. It has musicality, memorable, singable parts. Yeah, but that was that was made by a band that has those roots of what we're talking about, right? You know, from from the early '80s and through the '90s, and 
but you know these bands that have just started recently that's that's where it seems to be more popular and it's well, not... it's funny they'll all take their influence from Metallica but they won't sound a lick like them right they'll exactly. be like oh this is one of our most influential bands and then you're like Which... wow you really should listen to their music a little more it might be better <laughs> <laughs> they do well and I, I just I wanted to see Jason if you had any thoughts on this I know you don't tend to listen to the radio much I know that you are um I, I like the music that you find. You find your own music usually, and you know you're you're interested in. Um, I I think that your selection of music that I've heard is it doesn't matter how old it is if it sounds good it sounds good and you listen to all genres and types. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel about this? Do you have an opinion one way or the other? Do you feel like we're misrepresenting this new wave? I mean, I, or do you have any thoughts on that? Um, I I mean I. I haven't heard of these bands. I mean, I haven't heard their music. I haven't even heard of the bands themselves. Right. So I, I really can't comment about them, but I would say that um, I don't think that... I don't know what I'm saying, actually. I guess I have no opinion. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I, anything? Well, I, I would say that these aren't the only bands out there. Maybe it's what the radio is playing, but there are, there are many bands... Like, if you look online, you'll find different bands that may be playing what you're talking about, more like Metallica, but that's just not what's popular and being played on the radio. Yes, right. and, and I guess that... And, and, and also, I, they may not all come from America. Like, they may be international. Yeah, Gojira yeah. was French, Okay, the band that opened. But yeah, you're right, and I didn't specify. What I mean is, when I say popular, and, and I understand that it's it's... Usually because people are bribing program directors to play songs. That's usually how songs get on the playlists. I mean, if you don't know that and you're out there listening to the radio, that's not some kind of a conspiracy theory. Record companies give kickbacks to program directors who give the national radio stations their playlists, and they have to play the song a certain amount of times a day, or even in some cases every few hours, and that is all based on money. So I understand that these bands are what the radio is playing and that's I guess that's what I was saying is the popularity meaning these are the songs that are and maybe that's the answer to the question maybe that right now people are buying it because it's all that's out there being put in front of their faces right and so um, I don't know I just I think that I didn't clarify I don't mean that there aren't bands that aren't great like Metallica I'm just mm-hmm. saying the bands that are popular whereas like what Thomas was saying and he you know all of his friends at school knew Lamb of God Right, and that is seems to be something that is very popular right now, right. but it's maybe perhaps because they are on MTV and on the radio and things like that. Yeah, whereas other great bands I aren't. I think for good music these days, you kind of have to look outside of that. I agree. Yeah, and then well, <laughs> outside the, of mainstream media is what I'm talking yeah, about. And yeah, and on the radio too, the radio seems to be flooded with a different type of music where it's it's more of. Um, kind of i guess you would say more alternative rock it's not so heavy you know Mm -hmm. because you can't really because you usually if you hear a song on the radio it's not really great music but you can you can tell what they're saying and like i said that's my main pet peeve with the music is that you can't understand a lick of the words now do you feel the same way about uh, music that is in different languages because you, you you may not understand that language, but it can still right, be yeah. good Right, well, yeah. Well, I was actually just thinking about that, because Gojira is from France. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you if they were singing in a different language or not, but I I think still, that's the key, though. I, I think we need to define that. I still didn't really like it. So it's but because on, you though. couldn't... They were pretty much just screaming. It didn't matter Correct. what language they were speaking. And there's a difference between screaming and singing. 
Right. Because I do, I like bands, some Japanese bands, some German bands. Right. Yeah. Well, they no, but sing in their language. Him, well, no, I just want to clarify. Do you mean screaming or you singing and you can't understand the singing you don't like? Like, right. do you like bands like Rammstein? Yeah, right. yeah. It's okay. not the language at all. It's not the it's, language. So if they it's sing, the, it's, it's the tone of the... Right. Or the lack of tone. Yeah, and and there's no... There's not really a note anymore. It's not even... It's To me, it's not even considered singing. It's just noise. Exactly. Yeah, there's right. no it's melody. It's just something to yeah. kind of fill the rest of the song, right. kind of. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure it takes... Because, I mean, I couldn't sit up there and scream for an hour and still have my voice like There's that, a way to man. do it. So there are there techniques. Do, yeah, there are techniques and stuff. And I guess that's why they can get away with it. And people do find it, like, admirable to an extent. But, I mean, I just don't like the way it sounds. It's not that I can't understand them. Mm-hmm. I just don't like the way it goes with the music. Even though the music is heavy and it and it fits, it, it just doesn't sound appealing to me. Right. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and uh, close out this show. It went a little long, so we're going to split it into two parts. So this will be Metallicast Part 1. Um, and then we'll do the rest of the album with the questions uh, probably next week, maybe the week after that. But... I wanted to see um, everyone who's here with me now, Jason, Thomas, Matt, Alex, what is one thing that you would tell somebody who's never heard Metallica and is on the fence, who um, you're thinking, okay, these, some of these listeners are like, this is not my style, it's not my thing, I would not want to listen to them, I don't know, it doesn't sound, is there something that you would tell them that uh, might get them off the fence to just be like, hey, you know, try it out or anything, does that make sense? Like, Tell them something that would make them even more interested than listening to this podcast. So well, the one thing about Metallica to me is that they have such a wide range of music. It's not just all it's not like what we were talking about with the with the new wave thrash metal. It's not just the same thing being beat into your head. There's a lot of different Gotcha. So a deep catalog. There's a yeah. deep catalog. If you go back from when they started in the eighties through now, you'll find a bunch, a bunch of different styles and song types yeah. all throughout all the any, albums. Any type of song you like, I could probably find you a song that by Metallica that you would at least be able to sit through and enjoy. That's good. That's a really good answer. Um, what about you, Jason? Uh, I would just say give them a chance. Just, I mean, each person is going to know for themselves, listening to it, if they like it or not. Nothing we say is going to convince them. Sure. They're going to listen to it, and if they like what they hear, they're going to like it. So I would just say um, listen to a couple of their songs. If you have the ability to listen to a full album, then do that. Do you and, have a suggested <laughs> album? Uh, anything before the Black Album. Would be good. Or All maybe right. the Black Album itself. Okay. That's, a good, that's another good answer. What about you, Alex? Uh, I would say if you're looking for uh, diversity of subject matter, um, one thing that I really liked about Metallica especially their earlier stuff is that every song was its own uh told a story it wasn't just they weren't it wasn't a whole album about the same thing um each song had a had its own identity as far as sound and as far as uh, subject matter goes so if, if you're into that kind of uh epic metal storytelling it's uh it's kind of neat that way i would yeah that's a really good answer let uh, me just from... add that um there's no swearing or very very little swearing in their music. Yeah, which is also a rarity for maybe music two that or heavy three songs maybe. And, and it's, it's so like glancing. Yeah, and especially yeah, just that's very good. And it's appropriate. It's not there just to be 
just the explicit, swear. yeah, which a lot of the bands have explicit stickers, and I don't even understand what they're saying. I was going to say they're screaming. <laughs> it's like, yeah, so that's... Yeah, I that's, think he just swore true. in French. Yeah. <laughs> he used one of them French dirties. Well, if I could, right. if I could add another thing, too. Um, a lot of people I talk to who... Um, Metallica is infamously tagged to the kibosh of Napster. Um, you know, oh, yeah. and if you're upset with that, that's not really you know that's you know it is their career it's a way for them to make money i'm not I'm not really sticking up for them or anything that is a I huge wasn't... can of worms to open at the last minute of the podcast yeah, think but, about yeah, who's but, still you know, around i'm just saying if that if that is your main reason you're like oh there's sellouts da, da, da. it's not about the sellout part it's not about you know what they are it's their music that really matters you know it's not really who they are it's because their music is good and that's why i listen to them and that's why i like it yeah, it's, it's, that's that's something to consider, especially if you're uneducated on the matter and just went by someone else's opinion. Uh, read up on what they were really saying about Napster. Read up on what was really going on, because what a lot of people fail to realize is that Napster was making millions of dollars in advertising revenue that was not going to any of the artists. And the artists themselves were saying, hey, you're getting ad traffic because you're you have our music on there. Um, so I think that it's important to remember that it would be the same way if, um, you know, if, if someone took, say, I don't know, say you make tables for a living and someone started taking your tables and selling them, um, it would be the same thing and, and making a bunch of money and you're like, wait a second, shouldn't I get a cut? Yeah, you're not selling any tables anymore. (laughs) Little known fact, Seth Green actually invented Napster. I don't know if you knew that. Mm. No, but that was in a movie where he <laughs> oh, played a guy who never That's mind. right. All right, now that Thomas. That was funnier in my head. I Thomas, who was, who, was, who, was, who was making fun of me the whole time I was talking. And rightfully so. Worms. I'm sorry. Um, no, I was just going to add that um, on top of what, what else everybody else said, um, Metallica is very diverse in their music if you have, obviously. I mean, if you have a love and passion for music, you will definitely enjoy their arrangement their um they do different harmonies they they are so diverse kind of like what matt was saying they have a little piece for everybody yeah, but if intric- you the yeah of it and is. if you have you know you have a love for the, like music uh i think metallica will really it's just they have very very well written well together you know like matt said intricate parts that you can enjoy the little things about it all and that's a really good that's also another very good point um so this has been the first Metallicast I just want to say thank you to everybody uh, who sat in it was a lot of fun um and I will just say this as far as if you are not into metal whatsoever if you don't like heavy metal music you don't like heavy music look up a song called Nothing Else Matters um you've probably heard it already but that is actually Metallica if you want to step that up a notch go to a song called The Unforgiven. Um, and those two, I think, are good starter songs that everyone can get into. If you like hard rock but don't know if you're into metal, check out Enter Sandman. Uh, that's a good one. And yeah, if you like... straight to So What? And if you like instrumentals, <laughs> don't, do that. don't do that. That song is full of swears. <laughs> it's a cover song. Um, then why would you even suggest that? Um, <laughs> if you want... And then one final one I was going to say is that if you like instrumentals and you do like it on the heavier side and want to see some of the arrangements and intricacies that we're talking about, uh, it's called The Call of Cthulhu. Is a very good instrumental from their second album. So thank you guys so much for sitting in. Um, Again, I'm Tim. 
Uh, across from me is Thomas. Mm. My brother Matt. Adios. Alex. Yo. And I'm Jason. Ah, yes, always. Ah, the lovely too. Jason McIntosh. Nice. Same time next year. <laughs> Thanks so Keep much. Starting.